We start in Teddy City, where Esto made a mockery of fantasy football with his lineup decisions. But it didn't matter, because he still made Jacob goff himself on Sunday. The Babe Davis was the colossus of clout on John's bench, and he was in Brees' pieces after trading for his hall pass and not using it. BK Metcalf had a whopper of a game, but Kirk Cousins refused to let Dalvin cook in the Viking stove and Jacob got flame-grilled as a result. Leonard Scornet was on fire, and in a touching tribute to John's honeymoon, Lenny got two short pumps into the end zone, and it resulted in him seeing two TDs. Mayor, 128.3. Jacob, 116.6. What? 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 Now, we go to study hall, where Will said, JK, LOL, and Dobbins is out of his MySpace top friends. And despite GT Gerald Everett saying, BRB, see you later, he still helped give Nate an AOL. Youngway Kuseg shouldn't have even shown up, but he wanted to give Nate one Matt Ha Gay in this non-traditional kicker matchup. Meter sat the law firm and they gave a convincing closing argument, but it was the defense who let the courtroom down in this one. Lamar Jackson Mahomes won't get kicked out of Nate's restaurant just yet. But this clock is tick-tocking for the football team. Well, 107.4. Nate, 90.6. Oh, no. Next, we head to Mom's basement, where Trev got his T-viction notice because Higgins couldn't pay his bills on Sunday night. Jeff Owen Wilson has lighting saying, wow, this season. But it still might be a real wedding crasher for lighting if he gets last place. The Steelers turned to Kenny Pickett on Sunday. And it was no longer Big and Mitch Trubisky riding up and down Broadway on his old stud Deontay. Much to Lighting's dismay. Tyler Honklin gave Tenny a goose call in the tight end spot. But Dalton Sharks also took a big dump in honor of Jesse. And his team has an identity crisis at tight end. But they'll continue finding Debo this season as Tenny always does. JT, 146.7. Lighting, 109.8. Standing on a corner, Dr. Karloff, Minnesota, such a fine sight to see. It's Hawkinson, my lord, the dude could hardly score after last week he put up 40. Come on, Nick Chubb, you got Sammy's dick rubbed. But Tractor Cito got me my fourth sick dub. I can't start to understand. How my buddy James Robinson looks like a 12th round pick again. Loaf goes marching 129.4, ZTech 102.1. Last, we go to the townhouses where it was almost a haunting at Taysom Hill House. Osh said, you know you're at the top when Mikey Evans right above it, but this team has bottomed out so far this season. Chris Olave Garden had his brain turned into cooked pasta, but Tony Collard Greens was a nice supplement to the Sunday feast this team had. Osh wrote a letter saying, Dear Evan Hansen McPherson, 
before Sunday night football. And he said, please get me 40 points. Sincerely me. But he didn't have enough. And it was Jalen Truth Hurts who took a DNA test. And turns out he's 100% that bitch. Sloan, 138.8. Osh, 104.7. Some spread. Tick, 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 tick. Tick, 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 tick. Cochrane's Wood here with another archive stat of the week. But before we dive in, I did just want to make a few quick comments. As we're all aware, at this point, my P-Dub podium on draft takes at the beginning of the year is not looking so hot. Um, some might even say absolutely atrocious. And, and those who would say that might actually have a pretty good point. So I figured that none of you would want to hear from me on my fantasy football takes. But I did want to leverage the archives here on the pod. I just thought it'd be a fun way to, to kind of increase the already incredible content that we do have. So I do plan on releasing these frequently, just like low slot of the week. It might not be every single time going to hit, um, but we're definitely shooting for over 50%. And then lastly, I did just want to say that I have the absolute utmost respect for Luke's solo segments and his interviews. So I definitely don't want to get away from the reason we all come to this pod every single week. So I'm going to try to keep these short. Under two minutes is the goal. And we're at a minute already, so let's go. All right, so we're five weeks in now, and what I decided I wanted to do was take a deep dive into your playoff odds after six weeks, so that way we all kind of knew what was on the line going into this weekend um, in terms of the playoff hunt. So first of all, we've never had a 6-0 and team, we've never had an 0-6 team, and that's going to continue. But Matt is shooting for 5-1 and one this weekend. And quick sidebar, if Matt goes 5-1 and one after this weekend, it'll actually be his fourth season in a row where he's done that which is kind of incredible when you think about it. Um, so that's what's on the line for him. And, and what we do see is that this has happened seven times in the past where we've had a 5-1 and one team, and all seven of those have made the playoffs. So that's our only 100% lock. So that's kind of what's on the line for Matt. Um, interestingly enough, though, only three out of those seven ended up getting a top two seed and a bye. So a lot of times it seems to kind of fall apart, but not so badly where they're still able to get in. Now, seven of us are either three and two or two and three after five weeks. So quickly through these, 13 out of 15 times or 87% have people who started the year off four and two made it into the playoffs. That number drops down to 11 out of 16 or 69% of individuals who made it into the playoffs at three and three. But that number falls off drastically for those who are two and four after six weeks at just 27% or four out of 15 times. So you could argue that those of you who are two and three this week have the biggest matchup of the season up to this point. Um, Or you could argue that the one and four teams, Aaron and Sammy have the biggest matchup because starting the year off one and five is tough. It's actually happened one time, shout out Jacob in 2019, where he found his way into the playoffs. So it's not 0%. But one out of seven times has that individual actually made it into the playoffs. So that's kind of what's on the line. There's your archive stat of the week. All right, Mufflers. We have completed five weeks of service. And there are six teams above 500 in the standings, which is pretty impressive. Um, You know, five weeks, it's kind of that there's not a ton of separation, but there's starting to be enough separation. And so for housekeeping items, uh, we're just going to run it back on the watch this week. It's Osh. It's Sammy. You got to win. And neither did that. And so those two guys both 
firmly on watch. They stay on watch. Uh, one in four, you know, you heard Will's stat about one in five teams in this league. It does not bode well. So hopefully Sammy and or Osh can get off the schneid this week, get to two and four, have a little bit better of a chance to get the playoffs. But, you know, it's scary for these two teams. So they're both on watch. Uh, hopefully they get healthy. They, you know, figure out these lineups because it's it's been tough sledding for both teams. Uh, this week is the pit versus the palace week. So shout out the spreadsheet. Uh, this is one of my favorite weeks. It features a former league winner against a non-league winner in every matchup. Um, and so it's just kind of a fun one. You know, the pit versus the palace just kind of plays. And uh, we'll see if the league champ, the you know, the, the prior league champions come out on top or, or what happens. But it's a fun week. Uh, another week above 500 for Loaf's locks. He goes two and two. Uh, he won the favorite with the Niners, the fade Baker operation. And then he gets the, he kind of, I mean, he absolutely called the shot with the Bill Steelers game. He gets the under there, uh, you know, cards, Eagles didn't quite go as planned. And then the lions, the sexy dog, we've all fallen for a sexy dog. So can't blame Lope there, but he's four and three on the season stays above 500 and things are looking good for Lope's lock. So this week, I'll just kind of go through all of the matchups that we had last week. I think there were some really good ones. There's some good nuggets and stats in there. So I'll just go right down the list, uh, kind of recap the matchup, where the teams are at at this point in the season moving forward. Um, and we'll start in Titty City because we always start in Titty City. So Esto versus Jacob. Esto made some real questionable lineup decisions in this one. Uh, obviously, you know, projecting Gabe Davis to have three catches and two touchdowns over 40 yards, you can't really do that. So you can't blame him there, but you know, he kind of went with the hot hand with Goff, right. And he turned out just to be Jared Goff. He kind of turned back into Jared Goff. And so him against the Patriots or Rogers against the giants, it's kind of one of those, you know, maybe you ride the hot hand. Maybe he overthought it. I don't know. But Jared Goff turned into Jared Goff against the Patriots. And then Esto trades for Brees Hall and doesn't use him. Uh, basically just rubbing his nuts in my face because I was very much in the Brees Hall uh, trade discussion, trade conversation. And I would have loved to have that guy in my lineup. But, uh, yeah, John trades for him. He, he doesn't play him, just, just lets him ride the pine. And uh, goes with C Christian Kirk instead. And, you know, say what you want about Christian Kirk. He's been pretty good this year. But, you know, Esto still gets the win. So you can't really fault him. Uh, still scored a lot of points. So Eckler, Leonard Fournette are both him. Uh, you know, I think they were RB1 and RB2 on the, on the week. So uh, Esto comes away with a W. Jacob his defense decisions just continue to haunt him. Um, little fun stat. He has averaged 3.8 points per week from the defense position. And um, one of those weeks is a huge outlier with the Chargers scoring 13. So in total, in five weeks, Jacob's 
defenses have scored 19 points. The Chargers in one week were 13 of those. So four weeks totaling six points, not what you want for Jacob. It's been tough out there for him picking defenses. And then, you know, you had the unfortunate Darren Waller hamstring situation. And DK Metcalf is becoming the, the maybe the cold take of the year in the uh, P-Dub podium of bad draft picks. He was 1-1, and he is thriving. And it's all because Geno Smith didn't write back. So good pick. It looks like a good pick right now by Jacob, the DK Metcalf thing. Uh, he had another big week. So, so kind of rubbing it in our faces there. Will versus Nate. This one was kind of the PU matchup of the week. Uh, it was just kind of gross. The kickers got revenge on these two teams. Uh, Matt Gay and Young Way Koo combined for a total of three points. So really just completely irre- irrelevant in this matchup. Nate, uh, you know, Fryermuth goes down, and Nate continues to kind of have a, a little struggle especially over the last couple of weeks at the tight end spot. And then he's just kind of in a blender with the running backs. You know, he, he kind of has gone with the hot hand approach, tried to ride the hot hands. Damian Pierce looks like an incredible draft pick. Uh, Zeke has struggled. David Montgomery's kind of up, down, all around. And then thought he had a guy with Williams. And, uh, you know, he one good week, one bad week. Hey, what can you expect? So Nate ends up being the lowest scorer of the week. And Will Will has a wagon, and it's coming full steam at this league. He has the running back three in Saquon, the wide receiver two in Justin Jefferson, and the wide receiver three in Stephon Diggs. So just this three-headed monster that's coming at us at, from all angles. Still has Justin Herbert, who is kind of underwhelmed, but, but you know, he's Justin Herbert. He's going to pick it up. And then he gets two running backs that are going to take over the backfield with Ken Walker and Goat Mondre Stevenson. So, I mean, Will's wagon is headed full steam. But tight end is a problem. Uh, Will has 20.9 points in five weeks, including one goose egg and one week of 0.7 points. Uh, The outlier is it's kind of similar to Jacob's situation. He had Gerald Everett score 14.6 points in week four, and that is more than 75% of the total tight end points in his five weeks. So he's averaging 4.18 a week at tight end. Uh, We'll see if he can get a guy, get something consistent in that tight end spot. It's been rough out there. Tenny versus Lighting. Um, Josh Allen and CMC on one team should probably be illegal. I think we probably need to update the the uh, league documents there. Uh, just incredible, these two players. And then Josh Jacobs just becoming maybe the pick of the year after Will absolutely scoffed at the pick in the podium. And I was right there with him. I mean, we, we, we did talk our talk on the Josh Jacobs-Cordero Patterson turn. So, you know, uh, great pick by Jesse. And then he also has a tight end issue, too. He had two tight ends on his roster, scoring a total of zero points this week. But, you know, he's got Josh Allen, CMC, Debo. He's got guys. So not worried about Tenny. But I think the question we need to ask ourselves is, was Goat Mondre a better keeper than Debo? Uh, you guys might want to check the tape, but – but uh Round for round, pound for pound, he might be. 
So we'll see what happens. Um, lighting, you know, it was it wasn't a bad week for lighting. Travis Kelsey had just a massive, massive week, which put him kind of in that conversation above, pushed him above a hundred points. And then Jeff Wilson is just this year's Eli Mitchell for Trev, you know, got him off waivers, San Francisco running back, plug and play. And, you know, he found himself a guy. And then I, I mean, Justin Tucker is probably worth wherever you take him and lighting takes him every year. We all, we all say it's early, but Justin Tucker's probably worth it. Like he's, he's that good. But uh, long road ahead for lights. He's got six out of his eight matchups to end the season against teams with a current winning record. So six out of eight. Uh, you could say his easiest games are behind him, or, you know, you could say, hey, it's all out in front of him. Loaf versus Sammy. Loaf finally looked like he was going to have a bad week, and then Pat Mahomes, Devontae Adams happened on Monday night. Uh, I mean, both of them just went absolutely banana land. And Loaf turns in another phenomenal week. Loaf is a wagon. The starters are a wagon. He has kind of a bi-apocalypse situation going on this week. Almost like half of his team is on by. But if he wins and goes to 5-1 and one with this sorry roster that he's putting out there, watch out. Because Matt Karloff is going to be kicking ace and taking names. Uh, TJ Hawkinson turned into TJ Hawkinson, kind of similar to Jared Goff thing, you know, 35 last week, one this week, about what you expect. James Robinson kind of turned back into James Robinson that he drafted in the 12th round, but drafting Derrick Henry will always be worth it. As long as he's healthy, it will always be worth drafting him. And then Z-Tech, it's, it's scary hours for Z-Tech. Uh, he's got a tight end problem. He's got a commander's problem. He's got a Jamar problem. Is this the year that the meat house gets last? Is this a prophecy for him to fulfill after the cage dilemma? Uh, people are asking, not me, but people are asking a uh, lot of questions going on in this, in this clubhouse. And Sammy doesn't have many answers. Uh, Sammy can talk himself out of, talk his way out of most situations. I don't know if he can talk his way out of this one. It looks scary. Um, you know, his running backs are really good with Chubb and Mixon, but if Jamar doesn't pick it up, if Kittle doesn't pick it up, if, you know, he's kind of got a, a low ceiling at quarterback. So I don't know. Is this the year? We'll see. And then Sloan versus Osh. Poor Osh. He makes probably the greatest start decision in league history and still loses by 40. He picks up – he his Taysom Hill meter is unbelievable. The guy just like something in his brain goes off when Taysom Hill is going to have a good week. I mean, from the clouds, he picks up Taysom Hill after Kyle Pitts goes down from the absolute clouds. And then this guy scores four touchdowns. Um, If he wouldn't have had Taysom Hill, I mean, that guy had like almost half of his points. So if he wouldn't have had him, it would have been a disastrous week. But credit to Osh. That was an incredible, incredible pickup. And it paid off. Uh, unfortunately, he lost still. He just needs one guy to become available on waivers and to kind of turn the season around. I mean, we all remember last year, Osh looked dead to rights about halfway through the year. And then he goes on this tear at the end of the year, strings together some wins, and it all kind of happened through waivers. So that's all he needs to do again. He could end up with a formidable record just like last year. But 
Osh, we're going to find out a lot about Osh in the next coming weeks. He's got Loaf on just a, a ridiculous buy situation. He's got Lighting. He's got Sammy. But then he ends the year playing the current number four, two, three, one, and five in the current standings. So if he doesn't pick it up soon, I don't know if it's going to happen for him. But, you know, just got to scour the waiver wire. And I think, you know, he's, he's turned it around before. And then Sloan K just had the dumbest combination of running backs combined for 30 points, like Tony Pollard, Kareem Hunt. You know, just throwing them out there in the lineup because it's all all I really had. And then they both turn in, like, two of the best weeks that they've had all year. So another unfortunate situation for Osh. But this team is just going to go as far as Jalen Hurts and Mark Andrews can take them. You know, there's some fraud talk going on, definitely with this roster. But if, you know, get healthy a little bit, if Amon Ra gets healthy, Olave, Jonathan Taylor, kind of beat up right now. You know, Javante Williams out for the year. But, you know, if, if guys get healthy, they'll go as Jalen Hurts and Mark Andrews go. So uh, that's about it. Hope you, hope you boys enjoyed it. And uh, good luck to everybody this week except for Trevor Lighting. And as always, fuck you guys. Nate. Can't hear you, Nate. Seriously, I can't hear you. It's your boy, Nate Meter, definitely one year. What's Nothing. up? That was good. I hope that was good. What's up, boys? What's up? How you how living? We living? Good. How are you? I'm well. I'm good. Yeah. Can't complain. Well, you should be complaining. Why is that? Because you're because you have the most points in the league, but you're seventh. Is that right? six, seven, yeah, two, and three? Seventh. I think it's seventh. I mean, yeah. that's it's not ideal. It's it's not unfor- it's unfortunate for sure, but you know that's what we all say it's fantasy for you. But that's wild. I mean, you're putting up you're putting up tons of points. Schedule hasn't gone your way. But uh things are looking up, I'd say, in the in the Death Boy camp. I yeah, I'm not this year I've I haven't been worried. Um, I've always said this and I've said this to you before that I like to prove the haters wrong. And so that's just by been, I, been my motto uh, since week one. Because I know a lot of people are like, man, your draft's a little weird, a little shaky. But I'm like, ah, we'll roll the dice and see what happens. Yeah, it's actually turned into a really good draft strategy going receiver, receiver, because everybody else piled up running backs and you just have these two dudes that, just go nuclear every week and then Lamar on top. Right. Um, I mean, did it, did it fall that way or did, was that what you wanted to do? Go like cup and then Hill. Um, it definitely fell that way. I was not expecting to do wide receiver, wide receiver. My motto, you guys know this. I've always loved running backs. I oh, yeah. love running backs galore. Like, Oh yeah. But this year it was just, this is where the cookies crumble, I guess. Um, I chose Cooper Cup. I wanted him. It was either him or Justin Jefferson. But I'm like, I got to ride with Cooper again. Yeah, and I, I mean, really wanted Saquon, Kamara, and Swift. And then all three of those backs were picked. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, yeah. well, don't really like the running backs that are listed. Tyreek's freaking available. And uh, 
I'll just go with him. And then yeah. everyone else just kept choosing running backs after that. And so I was like, well, Elliot's available. Why not have him? But he hasn't really been the Elliot that we've all seen. But yeah, I'm not too worried. Tough. There's 13 or so games left, but we'll see what happens. And then Lamar, I never choose quarterback early, but I'm like, well, based on how our deal went, I'm like, well, I should choose a quarterback now instead of 30 picks later. So I'm glad I chose the right quarterback so far. Plus Lamar, you know, he'll just give you like four or five, just absolutely ridiculous games. Yes. And, and I then, needed and him then he'll be to good perform otherwise. last year. Yeah. I mean, last week, excuse me, last week, he just put up like 15. I was hoping like 35, but it is what it is. Yeah. And then you're low. I mean, yeah, like with Cooper Cup, it was like, how can he get better from last year? And then somehow he has. But, yeah, his target share, I feel like, is 95% of the Rams' offense. It's absurd. Like, so I don't know if he's getting – obviously, he's getting open. But I don't know if Safford just trusts so much of Cooper and no one else is getting open. I don't know if Allen Robinson is getting open or what. Or I don't know. I'm not worried with Allen Robinson. They will figure it out. But right now, it's yeah. a little what the heck's going on. I think Stafford's just racist. He just throws it to Cooper Cup and Tyler so Murphy and, and just doesn't even consider looking at so Alex Robinson, which, I mean, what else? What other answer is there? You know, it's probably because <laughs> Cooper and Matt Stafford go to practice at like 6 o'clock together and then they leave the same time yeah. together and no one else yeah. is in the room with them. So I'm like, hey, Absolutely. you know what? You're with me. I'm just going to pass it to you. Yeah, the breakfast club. The breakfast and then <laughs> you also you also had probably one of the best draft picks of the year with Pierce because that guy looks like um a yeah I ship. I have him in all my leagues um it's just unfortunate that uh, I dropped Kenneth Walker too early oh, my mindset yep. was oh Rashad Penny is just going off and I didn't even cross my mind that he's injury prone but I'm like well Kenneth Walker's not even playing and we'll see and then of course he what breaks his whole leg out i know but it's it is what it is um will did a great job of picking him off waivers but whatever yeah Yeah, will's got will's got some dogs now i just hope kenneth walker sucks so then that's fine for me but (laughs) and then drake london you know he's he's kind of roller coaster right now but yeah so far damian pierce has been really good for me yeah oh yeah um quick quickly before we if there's one person you want to do a punishment, who is it this year? Um, I'm rolling with – I'm riding that train with everybody else. I like to see Oshner just because he's won, <laughs> he's won the ship twice and he, uh, he beat me in, this, in the championship. I can't, I can't forget about that. He plays freaking um, Case Keenum. Oh, and, yeah. Or did I have Case Keenum? I don't remember. One of us, and then I just know that he had Juju that just went off for like 30 points. And so that's funny. Hey, people don't forget. I don't forget. And a lot of a lot of the members in this league know that I know a lot about fantasy and I can remember things ten years ago. <laughs> As is who I am. I remember everyone's teams in from like five years ago, like, oh yeah, Sloan, you had this guy and this guy and this guy. You started this oh, guy yeah. like week one. <laughs> Oh, I still remember every detail about the championship that I lost. Every detail. Um, but just he's won two, I believe, and he's never been on this on the 
bottom tier. So I like to see him. And then second, I will throw in Sammy just because of the of the draft cage thing that didn't really, I don't think really worked out and it was too yep. easy. I don't know. So that's my second person. I know we have a tough matchup this week, but I don't really care about projections. We'll see what happens on Sunday. Yeah. I, I, I like to see both those guys sweat. So those are two good picks. Um, nothing. Another thing to throw out to the gentleman um, talking to Will this week and he threw a, a nice data to me that I just, texted you that i will text to the chat but when people keep telling me oh yeah of course you always say you give up the most points well it's true most points allowed career-wise i give up 116 points a game well 116.7 and then will's 116.4 but will's data is not wrong yeah. And so I feel like, man, this is a common trend for me that I give up the most points in the league every single week. It's true. Hey, the archives doesn't lie. No. So and I've, the, I've given up data, 100 points each week this week. Just check the cited. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're number one in points given up. Wow. Yeah. Well, and every week this week, I've given up, I think, triple digits, but. Everyone yeah, wants to play their best against me, and I'm, I think they just want to see my reaction. Absolutely, no, that's <laughs> what it's all about. Everybody just, just it, it just hits a little different when you see the deaf boys coming up against you. This, you know, yeah, whichever well, week you play, and every year, I, people are sleeping on the deaf boys, but I can't, I can't get over the hump in the playoffs. So we'll see if that works out this year. Hey, maybe this is the year. And then another stat, it's not Matt that gives up the fewest points allowed. It's actually Jacob. And Jacob was complaining about that. And Jacob just, just was a few weeks ago on this that. very podcast. Very true. And I will I will again text you this picture that um thank you again to um Phil Kramer to um text me this. But Jacob is one oh nine point nine and Matt and then John Estadillo is 110.7. And then it's third with Matt Karloff with 111.1. Wow. So, Jacob, stop complaining when uh, you are the one who's had the fewest points allowed Absolutely. career-wise. Yeah, and let's just take a second to appreciate the archives because yes. it is just phenomenal. I don't know how Will does it, but that is oh, so man. Thank it, you. It's so, so good. Yeah. I appreciate that, Will. Absolutely. So, all right. P-Dub Podium. We landed on worst things to have happen in fantasy football. Yes. So, you're the guest. You get the first pick. Ooh. Here we go. So, it's going to be what happened to you and me. I have to start that one off because I know that's brutal for you. And that would be especially brutal for anybody else. So my first pick in the worst things that happened to fantasy football 2022 is thinking you put up the most points in the week, but the guy you played against beats you. Yes, that is that was my one one also. That's yeah. just that's so heartbreaking. It's knowing brutal. that oh, I put up 160 points, but I lost, and then. 
like seeing everyone else's matchups like i don't know that week i think somebody had like 90 and 100 and you're just like are you serious it's just like i would have just so defeated anybody when you're the second highest score of the week and you lose it's like i would have dominated every single person yes it and it all just falls on the matchup. It is easily the worst thing to have happen. One so the, that one is the, that is a great pick. Um, I'll go. So up. I got two picks here. I'll go when a bench player go, just goes off. Yep, and especially when it was like a guy that you were between in the flex or something like you were between two running backs, you played one and then the other just goes off. Yeah. Just so you have the, it. Like one of the worst the feelings. Guy. Yep. That yours. Like you played the wrong guy. Yeah. Played the wrong guy. Yeah. Just like nothing is more heartbreaking than seeing that guy just rack up points on your bench. And that I, I'm sure it happens to a lot of people, but to me that happens quite a bit. Like in my high school league, I can't, I start Gabe Davis on the wrong weeks, and I didn't start him last week, and he puts a 28. So it's just like, come on. <laughs> yes, I hate it. Just it, it, you That was my see. number two. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's a great pick. Okay, next pick I will go when one of your top three picks, like, is out for the season, like tears his ACL or anything. Like, basically, you just ride off your season at that point, like, I remember a few years ago, or maybe it was two years ago, where like three first round picks got hurt for the entire season. Yeah. It so like yours... it was the year that like Saquon tore his ACL, CMC was out for the year. It was like it's just brutal when like one of your one of your hounds. Right. And I feel like his ACL your, or whatever. Your teams, I don't know, like like a couple years ago or so, I felt like it was like back to back years. You just couldn't get out of the injury prone <laughs> I'm, I'm back i'm back this year Javante oh, towards ACL. he was my second round pick and but hey you just hey. you just gotta you gotta fight forward so yours to clarify it's like injuries not just specifically like your top three picks but or just injuries in general mainly it's mainly one of those like one of those guys that you are counting on like one of gotcha. your first three picks yes, yes. and it's so unfortunate because you just don't know. Like, you don't know yeah. who's going to pan out. Like, you know, choosing Le'Veon. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I never had Le'Veon before. And he's like, ah, I'm just not going to play football this year. <laughs> yeah. And then CMC, I'm like, oh, he's going to do good this year. Nope. Yep. Gets injured. Yeah. And then Saquon getting injured. Like, it's just like, ah. Yeah, and it's is. one thing to swallow, like, just being wrong and them just not having a good year. But when it's – you had no like there was no control. They just they just broke their leg or something. It's like yeah, all right. Well, I you know, just brutal, right? Okay, you get right. two picks. I get two picks. Well, I'm glad you didn't choose this one because this always frustrates me. But losing on Monday night, I cannot. Oh, nice. Yeah, because yep. that happens to me all the time. And I can remember these moments like. Um, last year, Michael Pittman for Matt Karloff, you know, gets a 50 yard touchdown and I lose. And then Judy and Russell Wilson cook and Seahawks cornerback just decides to dive and 
and just eats himself on the field, and then I lose. Yes. Yeah, losing on like, Monday Night Football. Oh. And it's then whoever, just, like, heartbreaking. And then whoever played against Travis Kelsey last night in, in the world, it's just like, man, I'm up by 30 points, and I'm playing Travis Kelsey. Like, yeah, he's he's top tight end in the league, but ah, tight ends usually don't give you 30, but gets four yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, and it it's, it's just like you feel helpless because you think you're going to win all day on Monday. And then Monday night football comes around and the guy like scores a touchdown early and you're like, all right, I still have a cushion. And yep. then it just keeps happening. I think like last, maybe two years in the playoffs, the, the game that uh, Z tech and lighting played each other and Korea yes. scored like three was, touchdowns. And it's like, what? That was awesome. Just yeah. went back and forth. And you thought Trevor Lydon has this in the bag. And then Kareem Hunt gets like a surprising twenty yard receiving touchdown. Yeah, and he wins by like a like, point. Of all people. <laughs> yeah. So that's a great pick. Um I had a thought. Yeah, that's oh yeah, with ours, like, oh, I'm supposed to win ninety percent or ninety-five percent. I'm up by like forty, and I'm like, Jalen Hurst not gonna get forty. And then you know, <laughs> yeah. he gets that. 30 or 40 yard rushing touchdown and the Vikings just didn't know how to tackle. And you're like, Oh, and he had 30 at halftime. And then just, and like I can just score in the second breath in the back of my neck. Like, <laughs> I'm back. And you're just like, no way. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's good. Pick. Um, I, I gotta go with this one. This, as it relates to me this year, but putting up the most points in the league and yet you give up the most points in the league, that's yep. It just I, it seems just, to always happen. Just like, what too. do you do? Like you can't you can't play defense. Like this is fantasy football. Like I'm sure 80, 90% of the players don't really give a crap about fantasy football, but it's just like you can't what do you do? Yep. <laughs> No, it's it's, it's help, like it's another just helpless feeling where and it seems like it always works out that way where the highest scoring guy isn't ever in first place. Yeah. And you know, just looking at I haven't really looked at who has the lowest points and who's ahead of me, but just when I'm at five hundred or whatever and somebody else is like four sixty points allowed, you're just like, Man, I could be three and one. I mean three and two or four and one right now, but Yep. Yeah, that's right. it's Definitely just brutal. Aren't, aren't giving up this game. Yeah, oh, yeah, it just sucks. You up? Okay, I get two, and then you you finish us off. Yep. Um, my next one will be waking up on Wednesday morning. Yes, looking at waivers and not getting the guy you just really wanted. Yes, and you, and even if you're like eighth in waiver priority or whatever you always kind of think you have a chance unless it's like one of those lock right you know like a kenneth walker type situation if that were to happen but just waking up checking and not getting like anybody that you wanted and it's like yes and like you put in four waivers (laughs) and then you don't get a single one and you get the one that you're like i didn't really want you just i put it in because knowing like people are just gonna pick up different players you're just like yeah this was my backup option and this is the one i got and i have to admit this is me too like you also wake up at like four and 
seeing, oh, wait, did my did my waiver pick come? Did did I get in? And then you're just like, ah, oh, that's even worse. I just woke up for nothing. Yeah, it's the only time that if you like randomly wake up in the middle of the night that you actually think to look at something. <laughs> and I told Paige this, and she's like, "No, you do not wake up early." And I'm like, "Well, I mean, like, well, if I if I happen to when wake money's up, on the then... line, you do this." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. And then, and then she, then... yeah, go, go ahead. For it. Well, she also mentions like, "Well, you haven't won, so is it really worth playing, or something like that?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a good point." But you know like what? That, it's that friendship. It's yeah, that fellowship. Kind of... That cuts a little deep there. It does cut a little deep. Like, <laughs> you know, sure, you can go get your nails done. All right, that's fine. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Let's let's not let's not uh, talk shit about people's hobbies here. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but so true. Yeah. Okay, my last pick. I will just say getting last place. Um, yeah. It's just I haven't done it yet. I probably I know I will at some point, but I mean that has to be the worst thing. Of all time. Yeah. Because yeah. I had it. In, in this league. Yeah. That was one of mine. I, I pretty much said, when you don't win, just plain and simple. Like, yeah. When you don't win or you don't win the league. And, yeah, like, that's... when you're the lowest score of the week, it's just demoralizing. <laughs> and when those just keep stacking up, it's like, all right, well, it looks like this just isn't the year. Right. Yeah. So, that's my last pick. Okay. Um, Man, you got – that's a – I think we both have picks that you have. I have too. Me too. I I think we doubled up on a lot of these. Um, I have to go with this one because this one has happened to me and it happens to a lot of people. But when your kicker puts up the most points in your team that week, it's just uh, (laughs) it's just a yuck feeling. Yeah. And when people you know talk about it, you're like, yeah, I can't. I I don't have anything else to say. That's a, just a tough pill like, to swallow. Defense, but defense, I feel like, has just been like consistently pretty good the last couple years. I feel like, yeah, a defense can put up twenty, and if that's your highest score, like great, let's ride. But the which kicker, is, it's which is mind-boggling to me too, because I just knowing the first several years of playing fantasy football, you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't really care about defense, but yeah. Exactly. Lately, like I just hope they don't go negative. Points? Let's ride, baby. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's a good one. When your kicker, it just it's a horrible feeling when your kicker's your your uh highest score. It's yeah. just like and like over no, a but like not even my quarterback could score more than than right. Brandon McManus. Right. Because your quarterback is supposed to give you the most points. Yeah. Yep. I like it. Any honorable mention? Um I had I had a when a player puts up a goose egg, just zero points. Not just like you can have multiple players, but any player who gives you a goose egg. Like I had Hawkinson in my high school one. He had thirty whatever points the last previous week, and he puts up a dud because in our in our high school one we do standard league, so he doesn't get one point six points. Oh wow! Yeah, the goose egg is especially tough because it just. It's so hard to to swallow. And not just that, like when you expect a player to score points. Yeah. And they put up zero, you're just like, ugh. Yep. Like oh, somebody absolutely. had uh like in leagues this year, the first couple weeks, like somebody had Dak Prescott and then Dalvin Cook and then Justin Jefferson and then like DJ Moore in their lineup. 
all put up like they didn't put up zero, but they definitely put up dud numbers, and you decide what do you do. Yes, but and zero worst, a goose egg is is yeah, hard. it's bad. And the worst is like looking back at it and being like, oh, he must have gotten hurt, and it's like, nope, play the whole nope. game. Nope. <laughs> they did not use him. Yeah. Yep. That's a good one. The 40-yard touchdown bonus happening against you is always a tough one. It's a gr- I think it's a great like stat or a rule to have in our league, but it's a tough one when I, it happens against you. To be honest, like I freaking love that, the 40- or 50-yard touchdown. Too. And it really doesn't bother me because I don't think it really shows up so much in the stats. True. But yeah, you have to I don't know it. if that happens to you more than I do. I guess maybe I don't think. Maybe about it was that. just the week that you had four of them against me. Maybe that was it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can remember a time a couple years ago where somebody had AJ Brown and he scored off a special teams. Like they kicked an onside kick and he returned it for a touchdown. I'm like, he gets six Love points that. for that. And I'm like, yes, dude. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so. I guess, yeah, I don't know of another one. Oh, yeah, I have – when you drop a player and that player plays well for another team. So, like, for example, if Kenneth Walker, you know, plays, yep. like, shot Penny, you're just like, well, I guess you didn't want to be on my team. You needed to go somewhere else. That is tough. And it's, yeah, like, you drop him and then immediately regret it, like, the next week or something, <laughs> somebody gets hurt, and it's like, God, I had so many other guys I could have dropped. Yeah, that's so frustrating. Yeah, and like you want to ride with them because you also like well, like depending upon where I draft you, like you could be, be my keeper. keeper. Like yeah. I'm still riding with Darnell Mooney, but I really want to drop you. But you never know; like he could just tear it up. Yep. Absolutely. All right, Chief. Well, I like it. That was solid. It was solid, and I want to give a shout out to Jesse for appreciating my team. I appreciate that he thinks I should be higher than what I am. Absolutely. So, Shout out Jesse, appreciate that. Yeah, he's but, well, he's always lo- he's always looking out. He is. He's definitely a caregiver, and I love that. Oh yeah. But yeah, don't sleep on us. We are, will be back. Let's go. We need a prediction. Ch- is it is it, is this is this the year? Well, I say that the last couple years, I sure hope it's the year. But yeah, I can't. Right. I gotta win a playoff game, and then and then. And then we we'll can talk see where the trend goes, but. Absolutely. I got I to win games, and I got to play guys who don't go 100 points on me. So, it's Sammy, I sure hope you have another dead performance. But, of course, you could have your best week because I play everyone's best week. Like, Jesse was almost had a goose egg year, and he puts up his best week against me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Osh puts up his best week against me week one this year. And then that's Trevor right. should have won that matchup. But Yeah, yeah. It's all right. right. Hey, things things typically work their work themselves out. Oh yeah, there's so. twelve games. Like I'm not worried about the Rams; they'll figure it out. Oh yeah, Meanwhile, for the Giants, you guys are probably doing hey, four and one right. NFC be- NFC beast, best division in football. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel right. Jones, baby. Yep, DJ Danny Dimes, we're riding. All right, man. Hey, much right, love dude. to the league. Appreciate you, Sloan. Yes, much love, hey, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Anytime. See you, Chief. Bye.